Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank good, you. Doing good. Doing well. Solve a problem again every day. The problems aren't going away. No, they're not. Does that mean we're not doing our job? We're trying. <laughs> every day, I hope we, we have at least one more person that's going to support us. Yeah. Because uh, I found out that over the years, uh, it is a true story that if you can talk to one person, if everybody talked to one person who's in, who, who's into this issue of freedom, if they could convert one person a day. Yeah, oh yeah. That, that would be uh, I, soon we, we would be uh, controlling the uh, philosophy. Yeah. Uh, the people who control the money and the bombs and the, and the laws, uh, they're the ones who control uh, a lot of the ordinary things going on. But anyway, uh, I want to talk about something about what is going on in this country because there, there's something major going on. Everybody knows about it, you know, with COVID and the economy going on and, and, and what, what's going to happen. So, uh, but there's a lot of unhappiness. People are really getting upset and angry at people. And there's, uh, how many people are happy with their school system? Yeah. Just think of the, that's the argument in Chicago going on. So there, there, is a, there is an insurrection though. There is a reaction to this. this one group wants to think that they can close in and they're not bashful with the, using the term cultural Marxism. Yeah. Marxism is to replace uh, this chaos that they've, they purposely create. They say, well, uh, you know, this capitalism stuff, this freedom stuff is for the birds. So uh, we, we need to create a lot of chaos uh, in, in the inner cities uh, and then replace it with uh, their Marxism. And, and they are not bashful with it. But uh, it turns out that those people who are for Marxism, which is supposed to help the poor, usually carve out a, a niche for themselves where they're well taken care of. Even on the laws they wrote, they write a lot of laws. That, yeah. You know, uh, now that we're putting up with uh, uh, what, what's going on with uh, COVID, uh, they write a lot of laws. But uh, yeah, on occasion, we've uh, discovered they just uh, don't pay any attention to, to their own laws. But I do believe there's an insurrection really going on. Matter of fact, as early as 1963, I said there was, uh, that was a coup. You yeah. know, uh, when, when the more I studied and read, uh, and the more I be became convinced, even though in 1963, uh, I was still in San Antonio uh, in, the, in the Air Force, but I was, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't uh, thinking about could our CIA be involved in that? that? That was a little bit beyond me. Now, when I look back on that, it was a big year. But the whole government changed. And uh, there's still a lot of books written. And the absolute total proof is not in. But there's an, enough evidence to show that uh, something really big happened. And they got rid of one government and put another in. And I do believe it had to do with, uh, uh, with the sentiment against the war. You know, Kennedy was far from a perfect libertarian, yeah. but he was moving fur closer and closer to a position of being against the Vietnam War. So I believe that uh, the, the country was rebelling at that time, but it has continued to. But we're in a new phase right now. Yeah. It's hitting our inner cities. Uh, there's a lot of poor people, a lot of, a lot of anxiety and hatred going on. And of course, uh, you could pick your choice. Should, should it be, is it medicine that's the most destructive because it's controlled by the government? Or is it the government-run school system that's uh, preaching all this? And, or is it the uh, dedicated cultural Marxist? It's, uh, it's, it's all of that. 
but there definitely is an insurrection, a rebellion against uh, the type of things that are happening in this country. And of course, we want to contribute to offering an alternative uh, to uh, what we see as very much uh, a lot of violence and chaos in our, in our inner cities. Yeah, and one of the reasons we want to do a little something different today is that we know that Twitter, uh, every social media, the regular mainstream media everywhere is going to be obsessed with this, you know, left versus right, Republican versus Democrat debate about the January 6th insurrection. Was it a riot? Was it a protest? Was it the worst thing since 9-11? Was it the worst thing since the Civil War? Endless, endless debate about these things. Uh, and frankly, we were both pretty bored with it, even though we may have views on it. Uh, but I don't think there's much we can add to the debate as it's going to take place. So we're trying to look at some other areas where there is an insurrection, maybe not technically according to that dictionary term, but according to our values, according to what makes society work, according to how things are supposed to work. And so we kind of outlined about four or five things now where we think there is a kind of at least intellectual insurrection against what America really is. And one of the ones you were going to talk about at first, I think, is inflation and class yeah. warfare in the inner yeah, cities. I, 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 I think that's important. And I think you put it right. There is like intellectual philosophic, uh, uh, which is very, very important. And I consider the most important. Yeah. And there's something big going on. Just as, you know, when our country was started, that was a big deal to write that constitution. It turned out that it wasn't strong enough, but it, maybe it was that the people weren't strong enough to maintain the principles that were put in there. At Jefferson actually warned us, every 20 years you need to rewrite it and, yeah. and renew your uh, you, you, your confidence and understanding about what the Constitution is all about. But no, I think, uh, I think something big is happening uh, in our marketplace because I wrote a little pamphlet not too long ago because of the bankruptcy. And the bankruptcy is related to the Federal Reserve. And, but there's also a moral bankruptcy. And then all of a sudden you see what you bring in, all this social disorder and the cultural Marxism and the schools going on. So there, there is a revolt going on. But of course, we do point out that uh, as disappointing as that is and how dangerous it is, we point out that uh, the resistance is building. But of course, the resistance represents a remnant. And uh, we've been taught that, uh, at least I have read, that the remnant will never be counted. They're out there and uh, we may have people listening to us even in Australia yeah, you know, and, and, yeah. and thinking about what, what's going on. So this is, this is to me as, uh, a, a, an important issue because the way I see it coming, now, now the Marxists deliberately want to destroy uh, Western civilization to introduce Marxism. But I think new things do resolve uh, and, and come about when certain uh, philosophies are destroyed. And uh, I, I think that uh, there, there will be a rebuilding and there will be monetary reform because we did not live with the uh, uh, dictates of the Constitution on monetary policy. We've had a Federal Reserve printing money, the, uh, financing the military industrial complex, financing war and welfare. And it goes on and on. And now we're starting to see the results because everybody has to eventually pay the price. Because uh, individuals, if individuals live beyond their means, 
Eventually, they'll live beneath their means uh, unless they go to robbing more people. Uh, but they have to uh, make up for the debt. And I think this is what, what's happening. We're at a point where the system doesn't work in monetary policy. And uh, the best test, and there's various tests to find out, well, why, why do prices go up? Why, did, why does gold go up and, and stock markets and, and all these things uh, happening? And uh, the, the one thing that is the best identifier of uh, the coming problems that I'm talking about would be uh, price inflation, cost of living, standard of living of the people. And I think that that's in the news every single day. And uh, I think it's both Republicans and Democrats uh, who are concerned about it and people who are very disinterested in politics as much as they'd like to get a job and, uh, and be able to go to work and be able to have a good living. And all of a sudden there's something you know, bad that's going on. But to me, they have to understand the monetary issue because the reform will come. And, uh, and the founders knew about it. They had runaway inflation with the continental dollar. So that's why they prohibited a central bank. So that, that to me is a big issue, but it's not on top of the list of the news items. Oh, yeah. They talk about the, the price of the stock market and things like that, but they do not talk about the seriousness of the fundamentals of the monetary system. You know, one of the other, you know, what you call it an insurrection against our justice system. No, the politicization of justice has been going on for a long time, and we know all about that. But it does seem to have ramped up, you know, certainly in the last year or so. And, you know, there might be an argument that the inner city riots, the George Floyd riots of last summer, were necessary to justify, you know, from a political perspective, uh, to justify some of the changes that were made. But let's kind of review a couple things. I put up a couple of of pictures here just to kind of look and remind ourselves of what happened last summer when we had these riots. Just look at just a couple of clips if we can put some of those up. Uh, the first one is this famous one. The entire town is burning up behind this so-called reporter and the subtitle is fiery but mostly peaceful protests <laughs> after police shooting. I didn't believe that was true at first but it actually was really a CNN uh, run. Here's the next one. This is the, another big tragedy. This is really too very small. I don't know if we can make it any bigger. This is a black-owned business in the inner city, burned down by the Black Lives Matter rioters. And that sell, tells you pretty much all you need to know about it. And then there's one more out of New York City, if we can look at that, just as a reminder of what the riots were like. And you compare that to what happened on January 6th. And again, we don't want to go into this necessarily, but just to point out, you know, the estimated damage of the January 6th is one and a half million. Uh, the, uh, the riots last summer, one to two billion. Uh, police officers assaulted 140 in January 6th, over 2,000 over the riots last summer. So the scale is obviously very, very different, but what it talks about is the different kinds of justice, how people have been held without bail uh, on the January 6th for months and months and months, and how people were basically just released uh, after the riots of last summer. Yeah, I think your points that you make and the, and the photos that you have put out are uh, very revealing. My thoughts are, you know, that looks like the third world, yeah. third world country. At the same time, there are some people who are going to look at that and say, 
that's what we wanted. Yeah. You know, it, it's chaos in the streets because the people have to be frightened. Then they will obey and do the things that we tell them. And uh, we just have to keep working through the government schooling system uh, to convince people that Marxism is much better than, uh, you know, freedom. And and, uh, and and they have a lot of converts, but uh, they don't have total numbers. I think the strength of the, our opposition is small in number, but very noisy and very powerful because they've learned how to infiltrate. What aren't they in? They're in our schools, they're in our churches, and they're in, in the military industrial complex. You know, they're in the, you know, the deep state. They're, they're involved in the monetary policy, in the budget. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's not something where you have freedom lovers versus the authoritarians because, you know, nothing, this is, this is heresy if you happen to be a Republican. Nothing really changes with the Republicans yeah, in part. part. Of Matter of fact, sometimes the Republicans really go to sleep. I've heard it said. I remember when when Reagan won uh, and working in with some of the conservative group, and they say, "Oh boy, you know, the the um, uh, the donations have crashed. Reagan has won. The victory is there, and we don't need to donate anything." And uh, guess what? The budget went up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he did it with a smile, though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the other insurrection that's happened over the past two years is the COVID insurrection. Oh, and that's been an insurrection against our Constitution, an insurrection against, as you often talk about, the traditional relationship between a doctor and a patient. That's an insurrection against that. There's an insurrection against the, your body, uh, the, the integrity of your body and what you can do for your own health. Uh, it's been undermining personal freedoms uh, in a way that neither the January 6th nor the riots of last summer. So if you want to talk about insurrections over the way our lives, the control we have over our lives, I would say the COVID insurrection is a big one. Never miss an opportunity. Yeah. If there's a problem, take, take, uh, take hold of it and use it to promote what you believe in. And that's what's happening. But they've also understood that fear is a powerful tool as well. But you know, it, it isn't, they, they take advantage of these crises that pop up sometime uh, and, and um, immediately they, ha they have to react. But, but there's a uh, certain element that sh doesn't surprise a lot of people. You take after 9-11, and you were in uh, D.C. with me at the time. Yeah. It, with, you know, after 9-11, uh, the, the Patriot Act passed. Yeah. Like nothing. I think it was three days or something. And it was complex and it was significant. It was really, you know, a, uh, a, a legalized insurrection because yeah. it was undermining. So daily, every time the Constitution is attacked, uh, why is it insurrection? Well, because insurrection means that you have to burn cars down and have fires in the inner city <laughs> or something like that. But uh, the, the, the insurrection or the re rejection of the status quo uh, is there. And that to, me, that to me was very evident when I found out they're coming up with a Patriot Act already. Very, yeah. very complex, which was not read. I'll bet there wasn't one member that read it. But I read the first two pages that was and I knew, my position. <laughs> yeah, I knew my position, yeah. what they were up to. Well, the other insurrection that we've seen in increasing uh, is the corporatism. And we talked about it earlier, you know, corporations jumping in bed with government because it certainly helps profits. We can go on and on. We can talk about social media. That's corporatism. The corporations do the bidding of the government to silence people. 
We can talk about the big pharma, how they've gotten in bed with government. We could still talk about the military-industrial complex. We ended a war in Afghanistan, and the, and the military budget went up rather than <laughs> down. So there's a big one, right? Oh, the yeah. corporatism. And, and their tool is uh, the weaponry that they get with uh, being partners with the Federal Reserve, because the Federal Reserve controls the monetary system. They can punish. Uh, they get subsidies. They bail out people by the trillions of dollars, and uh, nobody nobody can really keep up with that. They talk about the appropriations, but that's give the give the rubber stamp from the people and the politicians. But uh, most of the time, under these dire conditions, uh, there's no real debate over is this constitution. Or not. And if you bring it up, they might say, like they told me, they said, Ron, don't bring that up. That's anachronistic. Yeah. We, we, don't, we don't bother with those kind of things. They, they hinder what we want to do. So they, uh, uh, they want you to uh, just roll over. And, um, and, and the, when, when they do this, and, and the corporations, are, they can be threatened because they depend on it. They can be punished. And uh, this is why some corporate leaders aren't going to fight them. And uh, uh, the, the trick they're doing now is the government's not taking away our freedom of speech. We, that, well, no, I don't know. I, I mean, it happens. They take away the freedom of speech from Ed Snowden and a few others yeah. if you're a whistleblower. But basically, uh, people are saying things and they're, they're, being, uh, they're being canceled. Uh, and I said, oh, you mean it, the companies they work for decided uh, they, uh, they don't like this individual? In the old days, that would happen. But in a, in a free society, you deal with it. Yeah. You say straighten up or you're fired. Yeah, but yeah. that is not what we're talking about here. It's, uh, it's, it's the corporations going along. And uh, right now, just take a look at what's happened these last couple days. Uh, because there's medical uh, people now and doctors uh, thank goodness for this, that there's getting to be a resistance to it. Yeah. But because of all the lockdowns and everything, the medical people are rebelling. That's good news. You yeah. mean people that are in the industry, yes, they hide the fact that the doctors are coerced into it because they all depend on government, essentially, you know, government funding. So they don't want to mess with that. But, uh, but the people who are the employees in the hospital, the nurses and other individuals who are providing the care, all of a sudden they say, you're not getting the truth about this, and I'm not. I'm quitting. I'm getting out of here. Uh, no, I'm not going to do. I'm, I, I'm, I draw the line. I'm not going to take your injection because we don't believe they're as safe. And this is not me talking, even though I might agree with that. They're they're saying this because the nurses are disagreeing. They're the ones who take care of the patients. Yeah. And so so they say, well. Um, Okay, if you don't take it, just like they threaten the military and everybody, everybody's involved with the federal government. So what have they done just recently? Two of the biggest hospitals in the country fired, laid off, or, you know, whatever they want to call it, 700. And then they said, well, they actually said, well, we don't have enough help and we'll have to stop using so many beds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they, so they get rid of the beds, and then they over-treat by uh, uh, programs that uh, a lot of us don't endorse. And, uh, but but uh, it, I wasn't totally surprised, but disappointed nevertheless, because I did two years of residency at the Henry Ford Hospital. Uh -huh. And here they, they just done the uh, same they, thing. Seven, nearly 700 people they laid off. And these are people that are just uh, you know, expressing their beliefs. And, uh, and I don't believe for a minute that more people are going to suffer without their care. They, since the people in hospitals and doctors 
over the years, uh, I think it's been well known that they, they, individuals don't usually get as sick as if uh, you're a college student moving around the country, then you might pick up a bad cold or flu or something like that. Yeah. But people that, uh, you know, the medical profession, uh, I, for all those years I practiced medicine, I don't remember people, a doctor, uh, getting sick and say, well, well, will you take care of my practice? I think I need about three days off to get over this cold. Yeah. I, I never saw that happen. Well, the crazy thing about these layoffs and these firings, hundreds and hundreds firing, hired when the, when, the, when the case is going like this. I've seen several, several accounts of this. What they're doing is they are firing nursing staff and other hospital staff who refuse to get the jab, but they are rehiring and, re, and bringing back in people that have taken both shots but are symptomatic COVID. So they get a breakthrough case, they're symptomatic. I saw several <coughs> cases of these yesterday and they're rehired. So there you go with that. The other thing to talk about briefly, and we probably have too much insurrection to talk about, we need to extend it, but is really the, the four plus year deep state insurrection against the Trump presidency. And this is not an endorsement of Trump because we spent a lot of time criticizing him, but it did start with Hillary Clinton uh, when she paid these firms to put up a fake dossier <laughs> about Trump with all course, sorts of salacious nonsense. We know the whole thing was completely bogus. She was trying to undermine our democracy, as Biden reminded us this morning. Um, the FBI collusion to deny Trump's <coughs> legitimacy by cooking up this idea that there was Russian collusion, uh, using uh, fake attempts, uh, using unlawful means of spying on his campaign, uh, this dragnet that Snowden warned us about against his campaign, uh, the deep state, uh, Adam Schiff saying, remember, he said, well, I have, I'm the head of the intelligence committee and I have all the evidence, but it's secret, I can't tell you. And then when it finally came out, actually there was no evidence of <coughs> him there. He's part of the insurrection. He's an insurrectionist. As much as the, more than the guy with the horns on his head, because that was just a weirdo, okay? Um, Vindman, the guy from the National Security Council staff, remember he said, Trump needs to be impeached and I'm gonna be the witness because he was going against the interagency consensus on the policy toward Ukraine. So over and over again, and even Trump himself hired people who were insurrectionists against himself, you know, who corrected him every time. No, no, the president really didn't say he wanted to get out of Afghanistan. He wants to put more troops in there. Mm -hmm. So over and over again, but you do have this sort of, you want to talk about insurrection from Hillary Clinton through the entire Trump presidency for better or for worse. You had four years of insurrection. You know, these many things that you mention annoy a lot of Americans, and most people don't put it into the context of the, of the big picture. But I think more and more people are starting to realize there's something very suspicious about the undermining of their personal liberties, like the personal choice of your doctor. Yeah, but I had free medical care from my government, <laughs> you know, this sort of thing. And they have to wake up to, to the point where uh, you can't depend on the government for your largesse to take care of you from cradle to grave and think you're not going to be regulated by the government through all that period of time. And you will eventually pay if by no other way you can't. You can't tax people who we've impoverished because of an economic system because they don't have the money. But what we can do is give them the invisible tax, which is the inflation. So if you take the lower 50% and maybe even more, they're the ones who are suffering from the cost of living going up. But people should think when the cost of living is going up and you're annoyed with, with uh, bread, meat or whatever has gone up, and say, oh, that, that's twice as much as I paid one year ago. 
Well, you have to say that's a tax. That's a tax. That's the uh, that's the diminishing of the value of the currency. But <clears throat> some of this stuff, I think, may well be a distraction. You know, keep this going. Keep this agitation going on, because uh, the military-industrial complex uh, is not in the news very much. I think the pharmaceutical industry is. Yeah. I think the people are catching on to that, but that's all part of the problem, is the collusion of frequently the Federal Reserve, especially the, and then the members of Congress, because even uh, even though the pharmaceuticals are coming uh, into light, where'd they get all their power? Where'd they get the exemption? Yeah. You, you know, for their, where did they get their immunity? It wasn't natural. Yeah, it wasn't natural. It <laughs> wasn't <for> natural. Sure. <laughs> so uh, they, uh, they avoid that type of talk because uh, they'd have to talk about and think about principles of, of liberty. See, what I want to get people to do is think about there are always problems. There's always uh, good people and bad people. How do you deal with it? And government's been around from as long as we can uh, read history. But uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something that people should narrow down. Uh, and decide we just need to improve government. We need to get more good people in government, but not change the system. And, and that uh, that uh, that doesn't work. Yeah. What what they have to decide is if there is a problem of health care, whether or not authoritarianism and a centralized group of non doctors. Just think, I was looking at the number of people in the bureaucracy of medicine and the number of doctors actually out there practicing medicine. So that, uh, that is the, the thing. Are you going to use the authoritarian approach or are you going to use the voluntary approach? You know, uh, I, when I started, mostly it was voluntary. Yeah. The, the patient made a decision whether or not to come see me, and most of the time they paid, paid their own bills. Uh, but now it's uh, very, very regulated and it's uh, very, very destructive. And then they get involved with uh, vaccines, mandatory vaccines. And just think of uh, this whole vaccine thing. How, how much how much they've used that to justify their attack on our liberties? Yeah. You, you just can't even speak out against some of this stuff. Yeah. Well, I think we could go on and on about these different sort of aspects of, of insurrection that is not being paid much attention. But I would just, if we're ready, I would just, my, my final thought would be, you know, I think maybe I speak for both of us, but don't get sucked into these useless Twitter war level, you know, fights about the, the insurrection versus not today. Don't be distracted by shiny objects. I'll channel my inner Dr. Paul because it's most important to keep your eye on the philosophy and the principles. Try to stay above it and put work things out in that framework. Very, very good. You know, as I said before, I have concentrated a lot on uh, telling people that I think that uh, the basic problem is that there's a moral and financial bankruptcy going on. And all that does is excite people to do more stealing and increase the power and authority to make up for the uh, shortcomings of the system. So you have to redistribute at force uh, the, the remaining wealth, which undermines the productivity. And uh, so it's a long way from how the market uh, works. But the other thing that happens with this is in order to uh, pursue this and promote cultural Marxism and, and uh, who are the real insurrectionists, they have to blame somebody. And, uh, and that's what's going on now. There's a blame game going on, but uh, I, I don't see that 
there is a crystal clear division between Republicans and Democrats that uh, the Republicans are very good because they're 99% uh, with me on this idea that government authoritarianism is the problem. And just look at what they've done to the public school system and how they propagandize uh, with that. And when, they, when you think of the racial problems that are going on, uh, and try to avoid these uh, uh, critical race theories and say, well, that's nothing, that, that's helping, you know, then, then they, these things will, will continue. But it's, a, it, it's, it's to me, a, it's a real pity that uh, more people can't realize this. But then again, I really do believe that we're finding people and uh, hearing from people and we hear from people overseas as well that yes, we, we might not have and say that 94% or 54% of the people really agree with assuming responsibility for themselves. There's more and more and believe me, you can't wait until 50% of the people agree with you. The people in leadership that understand something will influence others. So it's the people who have beliefs that uh, make the difference. And for the last hundred years, the convictions, economically speaking and socially speaking, have been a detriment because uh, the uh, universities have been, you know, taken taken over by those individuals who don't don't really care a whole lot about the liberties that were supposed to be protected uh, in the Constitution. But I want to thank all the viewers that turned in uh, to our program and uh, please come back to the Liberty Report soon.